Welcome to the Wealth Edit Podcast, a place where talking about finances is only polite. We talk to women and hear the stories behind how they have built their beautiful lives, whether that be inside or outside the home. I'm Emily Lasser, and on this show, Lauren and I interview Danielle Yancey, founder of the lifestyle blog Details. Danielle shares with us how the blog came to be and also opens up about her journey with infertility and how she has connected with and encouraged other women who are experiencing similar struggles. Today, we have Danielle Yancey on Wealth Edit Wednesday, and we're super excited to have her because she has done so many cool things and has is like the definition of our pivoting example. I mean, we just love, you've gone from, we said, from fashion to <laughs> being on a hit TV series to now having a blog to modeling. You've kind of done it all. And it's fun. So thank you for being here today. Absolutely. Thank you all for inviting me. This is so fun to be a part of this. I'm so honored and um, loving hearing about what you are all doing on Wealth Edit too. Yeah, well, thanks. Well, so we love everything you do. So tell us a little bit about um, just kind of where you from, you're from, just a little bit of your background. Yeah, so I grew up in Dothan, Alabama. I've always lived in Alabama and uh, graduated from Auburn University. I moved to Birmingham afterwards, and I graduated in fashion merchandising and design and business. So um, I went to Parisian to work, Um, missed those Parisian days and missed the store, but I was um, an assistant buyer with Parisian and then moved into a buyer position for, I don't even remember how long I was in that buyer position maybe three, four years, and then Belt purchased us, and we all lost our jobs, you know, who didn't want to move forward with Belt and move. So that was a pivoting point, as we were talking about yesterday. Um, There's a lot of pivoting points in my life, but um, that was a pivoting point of what do I do next? And so I was able to find a consulting job for Um, this retail consulting group, and I worked with them for about a year or two, traveling a lot, going to different companies and doing work, but then had an opportunity locally to do some modeling in a store, Gus Meyer, and so I started doing that, and that's kind of when things started shifting, and I was here more locally and doing things here in town, so that was kind of nice, so that's kind of like you know, the first thing that started um, locally is just working here, modeling, and then um, then had the opportunity to be a part of a reality television show. And that was kind of a really fun experience and um, very different, but super fun and had the best time doing it. It was a positive thing for me. And, um, but during that time, my husband and I were trying to get pregnant. So that's, you know, what we were talking about also yesterday was um, that whole experience and the infertility journey. Yeah. Well, so we um, loved your blog post recently that's on your new website. And I know just from talking to you that you got a, a, a huge response um, after posting that. It seems like a lot of people really connected and related on that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wasn't really prepared for all the messages that I got, but just from being on Jersey Bell, the reality TV show, um, I had so many, 
so much feedback from the show and just talking about it on TV that at that moment in my life, I wasn't able to really read them all and respond to them all either because I just wasn't prepared for it. And just with what I was going through myself, I couldn't mentally read them all and get back to everyone because I was in just that spiral of what am I doing? What am I doing next? How, you know, what, what are Bart and I going to do um, about our next step with this um, infertility issues that we're having? But when I posted it on my blog, I felt like I was ready to kind of get it out there, especially with um, infertility week um, being that week. I wanted to write about it. And when I started writing about it at the beginning of the week, I thought, oh, I'll just be able to like nail it and write it all out. But it was really tough to even write it out. Um, you know, so typing it up, I had to take breaks and just the next day I would work on it a little bit more and then the next day and then the next day. And then I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I just want to finish it now and just get it off my chest. So I did. And when I posted it, I received, I can't even, I'm not even sure how many messages. It was hundreds of messages from people all over the country and through Instagram and Facebook. And then also through my blog, just um, private messages through my blog to me that way. And at this point, you know, I was able to read them and actually respond to them. And there's so many people out there that um, are like me. And I didn't know. And I think that that's the, it's just one of those topics that uh, so many women struggle with. And it's just, but we don't feel like we can talk about it. And so Right. Anyway, it's just so brave of you to do that. And, you know, I know that there's, there are women on this call that are thinking the same thing, you know, how to, how to. Right. Well, it just didn't occur to me, um, especially when I was going through it, just with my surrounding friends, I didn't have anyone, you know, that was going through the same thing. So I really didn't know how to talk about it or who to talk to or even bring it up. I just I was like, oh, well, they're not going through it. I don't want to bring it up. It's kind of like, you know, a Debbie Downer moment, like. Uh, and then plus, you know, I didn't want them to feel sorry for me either. And so it was just a moment where I felt like I was kind of um, alone and I wasn't able to kind of like um, express what I was going through. Um, and I know, you know, my friends knew what was happening, but not really to the extent of it. Um, you know, with everything that was going on, I just didn't feel comfortable saying, you know, I just felt like what else is wrong with me? There's just, here's, here's one more thing. <laughs> So I just really didn't talk about it a whole lot. Um, but the messages that I received, there was one I wanted to read to you guys. And I thought it was um, really touching. And I'm not going to read the name because it's someone here locally. But, um, and I don't know her personally, but it was somebody here locally that just said, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing your infertility experience. My husband and I went through a similar situation. I never really heard anyone discuss infertility until I saw you talk about it on Jersey Bell. After going through so much and ultimately learning that I went through menopause in my early 30s, we've come to terms with that. We are accepting and embracing the realization that we are a whole family, even if we don't have a child. I feel sad and angry sometimes, but it's getting better overall. And she said, thank you for shining a light on infertility and your path. You've made a positive difference in my life and I will be forever grateful. 
So it's messages like that that really are touching. And that's how many messages, you know, like almost every message is one of those. It's like a tearjerker. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's, it's amazing how many women are and, and couples are struggling with that same thing. And another message I got, um, it was, you know, she said, thank you so much for sharing your journey because I'm like you, I couldn't have a child. I went through, you know, menopause early and everything. And she said, we are very, there's very few that you hear stories like this. There's few stories that you hear because you usually hear the, the good stories, the, the, the positive outcomes, the outcomes of a baby, but you don't really hear about the stories of no child and no, no pregnancy. Mm, that just gave me chill bumps. Because it's so too. true. It's so true. And I love too the how you um just said that, you know, like when you're in the middle of it, it was so it was hard to share. Like it was just too much. But now, you know, after being able to live with it for a while and right. settle into your new normal that you're now able to share and engage. And I can relate to that. And it's but it's a beautiful thing right. to be able to come out on the other side and be ready to share. It's, yeah, yeah. And yeah, for other I people like that they might get to that point. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so encouraging and hope filled. filled. I just don't know where that was from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I think over time it's, it's been helpful to like, you finally be able to, to speak about it and, and to um, discuss it more and to get it off my chest. And, you know, having that blog post was just a way for me to kind of get it, you know, out there at least and talk about it a little bit more. Um, it's, you know, you don't just go around talking about it normally, you know, um, day in, day out to just your neighbors or your friends. So it, that blog post kind of opened the door to be able to speak about it a little bit more. So I have two questions for you. One, what would you, what would be your advice or something, an encouraging word perhaps that you would give to someone that might be going through a similar journey? And then the second thing is for your, for a friend, what, what would, if someone was to support you during that time well, what do you think they did or what, what could we do as friends? Yeah, um, if somebody, you know, just there's so many people that also responded back to this um, blog post and social media posts. Um, they said that they were just starting their, their journey mm -hmm. of fertility. And they said that, you know, they had been trying and they weren't able to, and they're just now about to go visit a doctor. And they asked the same thing, what do you recommend? And, you know, um, I, you know, I think going into it, we, we personally just thought, oh, we're just, we're not doing it correctly. You know, <laughs> we didn't know exactly, you know, how to do it all. And when we met with our fertility doctor for the first time, we were like, oh, well, we didn't know there was like certain time. We were just, you know, trying at any point of time during the month. And so we didn't really know what we were doing. We're like, oh, well, we'll this will be easy. We'll be able to get pregnant. And then when we weren't be able, you know, able to get pregnant, it was like, okay, now we've really got to figure this out. So um, I, I think, you know, for somebody going through this, um, you know, really it's to delve into um, the logistics of it, I guess, the details of it. Um, and as you're going through to the fertility doctor, I, I, it's just, you know, I think it, it's 
it's something that I didn't really think about at the time, but I thought that, you know, um, having somebody to talk to is such a big deal. Um, and I didn't really have that person. And I think having someone to speak to about this would be a huge, you know, helpful point, um, to give to someone, um, whether it be, a, a friend or, um, you know, somebody, um, professionally, you know, I, it might be, it might be helpful, but, um, you know, just going through it, or maybe even like a group, like a, um, a support group um, might be helpful because you might learn some tips from them. Um, I, I should have done that, but I didn't. And I don't know if it would have helped me personally because of some other issues that I have. But um, I do think that having somebody to reach out to is, is super helpful. And as a friend on your end, um, um, gosh, I, I think just listening and if you have, um, if you, if you have, if you're a friend that's, you know, had a child or been pregnant before and um, maybe just give some points, but also just be that person to listen um, and ask questions, but um, really just listen to see what, what your friend is going through. That's, that's a great word. And, you know, um, I think that so many people are so often to, you know, speak about the elephant in the room. Um, but I personally, sometimes, you know, having lost a spouse, that that's another like taboo topic, you know, like I don't yep. want to bring the mood down, you know, like I said, I don't right. need any downer. I don't want to, but sometimes, you know, I've found like somebody that maybe just like addresses it and just says, Hey, you know, that, that has to be really hard. It's almost like it makes the conversation easier. Did you feel that way? Like if somebody like said something to you directly, did it kind of take you aback or did you like, I, I think people just struggle with that. Like, do I say something? Do I not? Right. Just where you were, would that have been a good thing or a bad thing? You know, I'm trying to think back. Um, I mean, I think in my situation, um, I think it would have been fine. I, 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 it, sometimes it was a little bit unnerving just because I didn't know what was going on with myself either. Um, you know, I'm like, a lot of people, you know, a lot of people ask, oh, when are y'all having children? You know, or when are, are y'all having babies anytime soon? Or um, that didn't really bother me per se, but it was like, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to tell people when they ask that. Um, you know, we're not able to, and, you know, or we're trying and we haven't been as successful or, um, you know, I, I do think that um, it really didn't bother me so much if it was my close friends, but just people like, you know, our neighbors or going out for a walk and, you know, things like that, or people at church that I was that really, um, that I knew, you know, it was hard to answer that question. Yeah. Um, close friends. Yeah. I appreciated them asking and, you know, I knew it was coming from a good place. So I felt like that was, you know, fine for that to be asked. Right. Um, you know, and then plus, you know, I agreed to do this reality TV show and agreed to talk about our infertility um, journey on the show. So I was kind of at that point where I was a little more open to talking about it too. So I had that um, where I was already, you know, 
willing to speak more about it. Mm-hmm. So at the Wealth Edit, we talk about money, which is also taboo. We're not, we don't, we're taught as Southern women not to talk about it. Um, and so do you have any kind of things that you would share about just the financial side of infertility, things that people should should talk about? It's, it's not something that you can really plan for, at least not in our experience, or it sounds like in yours either. So um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that for somebody. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's infertility. Um, going through these procedures, is, it's, it's definitely an expense and it's um, not something you really think that's going to happen to you. Um, so when we went into it, um, after a year, our gynecologist said, okay, y'all been trying a year. I'm going to refer you to a fertility doctor. And we were like, okay, sure. So we went to see the fertility doctor and, um, thankfully our insurance did pay for some of those fees. But, um, as we were getting into it and after my first surgery, and then we first started trying and then they said that we weren't you know, successful, let's try the IUD, um, you know, and then things started adding up and we weren't really prepared for that just because we thought, oh, we'll just, you know, after the surgery, I'll, we'll be able to get pregnant or, hey, we weren't doing it right. We'll be able to get pregnant. And then when things weren't happening, like we thought, and things kept moving along at the fertility doctors, it's, Thing, there were a lot of bills that we weren't realizing were going to happen. And I had to look back last night for um, costs of things. And I mean, just, you know, just for an IUD, it's, uh, it's, um, I'm trying to find it again. I mean, these tests, there's so many tests that they, um, there's so many tests and procedures and um, it's just, amazing how much money um that you can end up spending or an IVF it's over it's probably 10 to 14 thousand dollars just for one round so um and and sometimes that doesn't even include the medications that you have to take in advance of it so that's another expense so all the expenses add up um so really it's it's hard to say to prepare for it if you don't know that that's going to happen to you and Mm -hmm. Um, we were willing to do whatever just because we were like, okay, well, this, well, we're obviously not able to get pregnant. We weren't prepared for it, but we're willing to do it. We'll figure out a way to do it. So it's hard to say, um, really, there's a financial planning of it because you weren't really prepared that that was going to happen to you. Um, and then, you know, as, as in our journey, it was not just the fertility doctor, it was the breast you know, I had to go see a breast surgeon and then I had to see, um, I had three different surgeries and then, um, really four with the breast procedure. And then, um, of course one fertility doctor didn't work. So we were referred to another one. So, you know, it was just like all these moving parts and then adding on to that, a fertility doctor said, why don't you go see an acupuncturist? That'll help. And so that got added on and then a holistic doctor got added on and a nutritionist. And then, I mean, it was just like a chiropractor. I mean, it was just one of those things I just thought my head was just about to blow up. My, it was just, that's all I did. That was my job basically for a couple of years was going to see doctors. I mean, it was just nonstop. I mean, this was a seven year journey, but, um, 
I, I think for about two years, that's all I did was doctor after doctor. Well, I know that had to be overwhelming, but we are so thankful that you were willing to come on here and share about yeah. that and just really tackle um, such a hard topic. And we thank you for being so vulnerable. Um, okay, so now that you kind of have a new normal, you have started <laughs> a new a website, DanieleYancey.com, yeah. and a blog, Details, which I think is such a cute name. I love that. Um, tell us a little bit about how that started and what your hopes and dreams are for your blog and <laughs> the topics you cover. You know, um, I, it, this blog has been kind of something that has been in my mind for, I don't know, four or five years now. And I wanted to start it years ago, but I just didn't think I was prepared for it or ready. I had it in my mind, but then I didn't know how to start it. I didn't know where to begin. And so I kept putting it off and things in my life kept happening, you know, like with our infertility, I just didn't think I was mentally prepared at the time to really start it. And then thankfully, um, one of my rescue dogs came into my life and I felt like that was like <laughs> a pivoting moment um, too, because it was the perfect time. It was God's timing and um, Trooper, he was just, you know, a little, uh, he was so, he was hairless and um, just starved and it, it, my focus was taking care of him. So after that, you know, we decided to move and we weren't looking to move and we just stumbled upon a house and found it and decided to move. And when we moved, I moved into the house. And I thought, oh, you know, I'd love to start the blog, but I was so busy with this house. I couldn't even think about anything else. So I've gotten into three years into this house and I finally have gotten to a point where I'm catching up with myself and I have a friend in Atlanta who really talked to me about starting it um, about a year ago and they, her and her husband really said, Danielle, I, we really want you to start this. We'll, you know, we'll support you, you know, and push you along and give you, you know, um, um, support going through this. We really want you to do it. And they were so sweet to do that. So they really pushed me to start this and um, I finally started it after, gosh, I don't even know. I mean, I feel like it's been ongoing for years now and it's been so much fun. Um, it's, it's just really a lifestyle blog. It's different categories. It's called the details for a reason. Um, I'm very detailed about, you know, all things um, decorating and um, entertaining and um, fashion and just, all kinds of things and but a lot of my friends call me D um, instead of Danielle so um, that's where details came from and then it's just about basically it was really gonna be more about home and interiors and a little bit of fashion and um, food and entertaining and then my dogs and so it's kind of a little mix of everything and I started it right as um, the the stay-at-home orders were being um, put in place and the COVID virus began kind of like you guys when y'all started <laughs> well at it <laughs> and so things have kind of not really been like I wanted it to happen through the blog there's some things that you know um, I've been at home more and um, I'm cooking more. So that's been kind of like more of a focus here lately is because of this situation. So I think it's just kind of like, 
it's going to, you know, kind of like change over time a little bit, but the main focus was to be home and interiors and decor. So we'll see. Um, right now it's just kind of like here and there. Um, try, and I just feel like I, I think in this moment and this time um, and things that are going on around us, you know, I think in the South, it's not, it hasn't hit as bad as up North. So I feel like um, just being a little bit more aware of what I'm posting right now um, for the situation. We felt the same way. We, um, our uh, members, they really want to know a ton about travel and it's kind of yeah. a delicate thing um, to talk about travel because we can't right now, you know, and it's exactly. not safe. Um, and so anyway, it's, I, we feel, yeah, it's hard to talk about the things that people really did enjoy pre-COVID. Right. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it's just, it's a tough time right now. And I think that, you know, hopefully um, things will start to open back up and things will get better. And um, this virus will be eradicated hopefully soon and things we can get back to our traveling days and yes. doing what um, we used to do. Um, I know we're all ready for that. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. It is just um, such a blessing for you to come on and just talk openly about about something that's hard. And so we really appreciate that. And we usually leave it open up for questions for the, just a couple of minutes, just to see if anybody has anything. Um, so everyone's line is on mute, but if you wanna do the chat, I can take you off mute or you can take yourself off mute if you have a question for Danielle. Sometimes quiet, a quiet bunch, but um, anyway, do you have anything else? We just thank you so much for sharing. I know this is something that a lot of people really relate to and appreciate your willingness to be vulnerable. Yeah, so thank you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate y'all having me on. Sure thing. Bye. 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 We hope you enjoyed our podcast today. If you want to learn more about our website, please check us out at www.wealthedit.com. The Wealth Edit is an online membership-based community for women looking to confidently discuss and expand their knowledge of personal finance. Our community provides a space for women of all ages to gather, learn, and plan their financial journey through virtual courses, weekly guest speakers, and educational content.